and zip lock that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper. The absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who me? I emerged from the trap. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week, another trap draw. And joining me again, as always, Mr. Tron Carter. What a week it's been, TC. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. Just coming down off that urban uh, presser. I know people are are tuning in they're fired up they're ready to ready to hear the trap draw ready to hear what we have to say about urban uh just, what a scumbag a scumbag you know? yeah and that's the thing you know it's like i i feel like we've we've almost said by this point we've said what we've wanted to say you know it, it's almost like everybody yeah. else starting to come to the realization 100 percent. like you know many ohio state fans coming up saying hey mr tc mr randy you guys were right <laughs> like i hate to admit this but you guys were right uh you know florida fans saying i told you so he faked a heart attack there like we've got to be approaching personal issues i'm taking some time away one and done territory here right you know i think if we were a little later in the season maybe if the jags were like oh and 10 i think it would have been prime yeah take some time um it will be interesting now if they follow up after, you know, he gave some half-assed excuse at the press conference. And then, of course, there's other videos out on social media that kind of go against, yeah. kind of go against, not kind of, but go against everything he said in the press conference. The excuse was was that they're trying to drag him out on the dance floor, which, you know, if if his finger got caught in somebody's butthole, <laughs> they're trying to drag him out that way. Uh, it, it sure didn't look like in that second, second view there, which, you know, people are saying, oh, the guy's a private citizen. He can do whatever he wants. Like, yeah, he's also making like $10 million a year coaching an NFL team, talking about leadership, uh, you know, writing books about leadership, coach, uh, teaching classes at Ohio State. You know, his wife is vociferous about family, family, family. Like, they're, they're just the... They're they're the worst amongst us. I, I think that's right. I you know, of course he is a private citizen and I don't care. He can do whatever he wants. If he's running around on Shelly, that's that's their business. Uh but yeah, it's it's the just phony like dude, I when I was in Columbus, uh all, all the high schools in the area were like adopting I and I don't even know where it came from, but it was just like Urban Meyer leadership thing and they would hand out like those like live strong bracelets with with his like there was some little tagline on it. and it's just it's gross is what it is and so when stuff like this comes along it just reinforces that the the guy is such a phony Shelly's got her own issues it, it just oh take it all away that, that's well said you, you you can't be it's just the height of hypocrisy right you, you can't be preaching something on one hand and then doing something else on the other hand that that's what chaps me the most that's the crazy part too is that he was there with his with his his grandkids and then and then blames it on somebody trying to drag him out to the dance floor and and shelly's just tweeting away this whole time you know talking about corn ohio corn (laughs) uh you know it's just just like already caught in a lie when he says oh like i'm owning it you know 
Uh, I talked to the team about it. Da, 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 da. It's like, and if this was an isolated incident, it would be one thing, but like the team's own four, they've been out coached three out of the four weeks. I would say one of the other weeks, they just didn't, they just didn't have it. He hired like the mega racist strength coach from Iowa who promptly got, who, who got clearly, fired. yeah, who clearly <laughs> should have never been hired. Like clearly yeah, like, should have never been hired. Like, like NFL, like the, the wrong guy to like bring into an NFL program too. Like not, not, not even getting to the point where like we're you're bringing in the wrong guys to coach professional athletes here, like the culture wise and stuff. And then he brings in Brian Schottenheimer and Daryl Bevel, like two of the, two of the biggest retreads in the entire NFL, Trent Balky, who, you know, it's like it, the whole thing is just so fucking ham fisted, like, just and really, really poor. I, TC, we're we're glazing over the the assistant Tebow. coach <laughs> debacle at Ohio State. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're just talking about his Jag stuff. <laughs> yeah. Haven't even mentioned the Tebow training camp thing, the, or you know, making Trevor like basically sit half the snaps with the first team so that so that Urban can go through some charade of him, him you know, some competition charade. Uh, yeah, not even talking about half the shit he did at Ohio state, not to mention Florida and just a, just a veritable, like bad guy. The, yeah. The whole Zach Smith stuff. Uh, let me, let me read to you. I, I have a, um, I, it's, it's something called above the line by urban Meyer and uh, it's leadership. This is all quoting his words. Leadership is influenced based on trust that you have earned. Uh, leadership is a skill and like all skills, it takes time and effort to develop uh, he's got this whole thing about above-the-line behavior, which is intentional, on-purpose, skillful, below-the-line, which is impulsive, on autopilot, or resistant, which sounds like he was below-the-line at the, uh, at the pint house. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the E plus R equals O was that they would put these on wristbands and hand them out to like high school kids. It was event plus response equals outcome. And he, he's just making all this money on – like leadership schlock yeah on pure bullshit and i think that's what pisses me off the most yeah it's uh i don't know it's it's just, and like i think the thing that's crazy to me is like he like he looks fucking miserable right? oh like, he, yeah he, he hasn't looked, looked he hasn't looked dead behind since, the eyes yeah since that first national title at florida i don't think he's looked like good yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm blown away by, by the, the, I mean, you know, probably because, like, probably because of how like, like the character of that team was like, I, I think the, the burden of like this double speak and probably selling your soul for, for success on field, like it has to weigh on you. And I think yeah. that's like, of course he's not going to look, you know, upbeat and happy and like, yeah, there's no chance. Well, that was like the thing with, um, you know, with that Florida team was like, like there was one guy that got into a motorcycle accident, died on that team. And two of his teammates like came over and, and stole his wallet off of his dead body. And then went and like, you know, used credit cards there. And like urban, like, I, I'm not even sure if urban kicked the guys off the team or like all the Aaron Hernandez shit, like all that shit started well before he was at Florida, but like urban just enabled it more. Um, you know, going back to the event, plus response equals outcome ERO. Like, all right, the event sucked. The response really sucked. Which, like and, he, and the whole thing is that you're in charge of the response. His whole thing is you, <laughs> you sometimes like the events happen. You're not, you, you can't 
control everything, but you can control your response. And so, yes, his response today was was shitty. And then, like, you know, just hearing the details, like Trent Balky called him, I guess, the other night and was like, yeah, you know, like you're trending on Twitter for all the wrong reasons here. And <laughs> like, what, what do you think he said? Like, like, what were you doing? Like, you know, <sighs> like just spelunking around in this in this girl's crotch oh. area like oh god just, and it's ohio state quarterzip too you know like, like just... yeah and he's and he, oh he's he's you know he's shit-faced and like it, oh he, i mean he wouldn't even look anybody in the eye at the press conference today just kind of looking down sullen eyes yeah. sunken in oh you can uh, tell he was super like he is super embarrassed which he ought to be well and then well and, and then and then also like this this restaurant like i get it i guess it's his restaurant uh i've got some close acquaintances that were actually sitting right in front of him on saturday uh at the restaurant and, and i guess the guy that the guy that he's going in on these restaurants with this is the dublin pint house there's another one uh that or you know urban steakhouse i think they're putting in down in the short north it's uh, urban myers guy, pint house yeah yeah this guy's a you know straight up like seems like kind of a scumbag as well this chris chris something guy uh i did a little bit of digging on him he used to be kind of a party boy club owner in columbus and it's like you know it's just another example of like that like i really really like columbus but there's this there's this weird culture there where people like some of the shadiest scummiest characters get get coddled and you know, just like find success very easily. It's it's just this weird incestuous place. Well, and it all ties back to the university and and just being very close knit around Ohio State yeah. people. You know, like I, I think that's it, right? Like he's Urban Meyer's not starting pint houses in Gainesville or Los Angeles, yeah. right? Like he, he's just living off of old glory in Ohio State, which again I go back to like his exit. And the way Ohio State handled that, and like it's just, it's not good, TC. Uh, Randy, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if, if you know, there were some ties back to Epstein. <laughs> I know you say that in jest, but <laughs> the TC, Les Wexner. I don't think we can I mean, rule he's out the one that bankrolled. You know, I, I don't think we crazy. can rule out any of this, TC. I, yeah, I, I think we're I, talking about sick, sick people here. I think Shelly's got her name on some nursing unit at at the school maybe i i don't know it she's i mean that's a, a Which, whole other can of worms there that we don't really need to go into but it's oh boy with shelly tough break for shelly today with with all the facebook stuff facebook goes down where's she getting all of her her independent you know vaccine research and everything i know uh, i know it's, it's tough i just you know I, just, I feel bad for the people of Ohio State that are just now finding out and kind of having the the wool taken off their eyes and seeing, oh my god, like this this guy's a bad guy. It's like, yeah, no shit. Well, and I want to speak to them directly. That, I, that you, TC, you and I are here for them. We we yeah. we will of course welcome them back in the fold. Uh, this is this is a safe place for the Ohio State fans that that want to you know renounce Urban place. and and come come over to the you know, come over to the light. There's going to be a, you know, there's a, there's, there's definitely a, a, uh, a program that we'll have to put them through, you know, to make sure there's no recidivism or anything like that. But sure. You know, if they complete the steps of that program, um, I've got, uh, I'm supposed to talk to RC Conk later. He was going to call me later. 
I'm going to get the inside scoop from him. I, you know, a bunch of people reaching out in the golf space from, from Columbus, uh, you know, people from, uh, Brookside and Kinsale <laughs> and the lakes. Muirfield Village. Basically, Double you know, Eagle. Yeah, people at, you know, Muirfield saying he's just, you know, he just like everybody out there is just, it's like the highlight of their day to meet Urban Meyer. And he, you know, he's, he's dressed in Ohio State stuff. He's wearing like athletic shorts and, you know, a polo. And he's just a dick to like every single person that he meets out there. And like, or, uh, I guess he got kicked out of one of the one day member guests at uh, Brookside uh, for being, I don't know if he was stoned or drunk or what, but heard that one. Uh, just, you know, just, just, you know, all this is alleged, of course. Of course. Um, of course. But, but, you know, just at some point, and like all the people that are saying, oh, this is, this is so he can go to USC and, you know, he, like he wants to flame out and get fired so he can go to USC because he hates the NFL so much. I do believe he hates the NFL so much, but I think at this point, like, is he such damaged goods that USC would take him? Well, like after everything that they've had going on in their athletic department for the last five to seven years? I, I never underestimate college athletic departments and their ability to, to hire people that probably should not be hired, or at least people I don't think should be hired. So, you know, the one thing you can say about Urban Meyer is he's, been a hell of a college football college. coach and he wins yeah. and so for that reason i think i think at usc absolutely would hire him if if they could i and i think urban meyer would win football games at usc too for that matter it's it's yeah. it's just they got to make a it's kind of like making a deal for the devil you know it's uh it's not good tc um god yeah. i'm i'm reading old headlines like the dispatch has this you know shelly myers an effective one woman support system back in it, just the whole like I gotta quit to spend more time with my family, and then you know signing the analyst deal right away, spending one year, and then going back into like an even higher profile program than Florida at Ohio. Like it's just all all of it's hollow. Yeah. Everything's hollow. I, I, everything. Yeah. No, he's a he's a he's a little little man. He's a little man, Randy. <laughs> Andy looks uh, like Bashar Al Assad. Exactly, which I don't think can be underestimated. Exactly. Speaking of Ohio football, on better news, your your boy Burrow. Oh unbelievable. my god! Great. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled. He's he's a stud. Poosh shows in his apology for uh, Jamar Chase. Poosh, I think at one point Poosh was down on Burrow too. I I think Poosh might need to to just a blanket, uh, just a blanket off. apology for everything. Uh, just set the record straight. But but Joe Burrow is. It's really fun, TC. I, I think he's a special one. And when you can get a special one in the NFL, I, the sky's kind of the limit. I, I think this might yeah. be the, the beginning of a, of a fun window for the, the Bengals, which is a very weird thing to say. But um, I agree. Bad, bad, some bad play calling, bad coaching from Zach Taylor there uh, in the first half. They were getting their, their doors blown off. And then, the, you know, they decided to show up. In their defense, um, you know, it was a short week, a, a very emotional win at Pittsburgh. You know, the Bengals don't win at Pittsburgh hardly ever. So, you know, there was going to be a little come down on that. And and they came out in the second half and, and they beat, you know, they made the adjustments yeah. they had to. And, and you know, did it shorthanded. They didn't have Jesse Bates 3.0. No T. You know, yeah, they were missing T on the, on the offensive side. Um, my Niners, tough tough uh Sh shanny needs to 
needs to go back to the drawing board. Jimmy G sucks. I mean, he doesn't need to see the field again the rest of the year. It sounds like um, we've officially moved on from Jimmy G. They've been decimated by injuries. I think some of them could have been foreseen, like potentially the cornerback, uh, you know, the lack of depth at cornerback. Um, there's something about Shanahan offenses that, that they just get – the running backs get hurt. Like all the running backs get hurt. It happened in Atlanta, it have, it's, and it's happened in uh, San Francisco since he's been there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what else is not good for the 49ers is the NFC West looks stacked right now. Yeah. And I, I don't say this to be provocative, but they look like clearly the fourth best team in the division with the fourth best quarterback situation right now. And that like that's just not a good recipe, uh, at least for this year. Yeah, I think, you know, I think they look great for next year. Uh, I'm not ready to they've got a pretty easy schedule outside of the division coming up. Uh, you know, I will say that the uh uh, I was really disappointed in the Rams this weekend. Yeah, we, not, we, we, not a great showing from McVay. We expected a little bit more out of Sean there, didn't we? Yeah, Van Jefferson looks great. I will say that. Um, Cardinals might just be really good. You know, Kyler's just a little pinball back there. You know, so uh, what else is going on? Um, well, you you alluded to it earlier. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, they are down. <laughs> Okay. Sounds like a complete, like smoldering disaster, like a, just a total meltdown. It's going to be days, maybe even weeks until they're back up fully. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just delicious. I, I wish we, I would, to be a fly on the wall, wherever Zuck is today <laughs> would just be. What if Zuck just best. pulled the plug? Just, just said, fuck <sighs> it. Like I'm, I'm shutting it down. I made all this money. All this hassle is not worth it. We're done. <laughs> I mean, God, that'd be like probably the best thing he could do right now, just for <laughs> just for society. It seems like, um, yeah. Just just go out. What did DJ say earlier today? Just go out hydroboarding or whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever it's called. Hydrofoiling. Hydrofoiling. God, what a menace! What, what's Cheryl Sandberg? Is she still with with Facebook? I would say Cheryl Sandberg and Urban Meyer might be like those two. Those two might need to get together. Yes. She, you know, she, just yeah. like birds of a feather. Exactly. Selling, selling bullshit. I just hope in the end when all the dust is settled and, and everything's completely gone to shit, like she, she should not skate. She is bad, bad ombre. Totally uh, agree. I, I, I think you would say bad, bad mu hair. Bad mu hair. I was, I was searching a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, gosh, what else TC? I feel like, uh, uh you, you gotta tell me you, you whoop Pusha's ass. Oh, this weekend. Yeah. Burying the leak. God, we got so excited about urban. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Avenged, avenged my showing in Cincinnati, actually by the same exact score. I beat him four and three, uh, out at Colorado golf club, which was a very, very cool CNC course down in Parker, Colorado. Mr. Poosh was struggling with, with the altitude camp, you know, loved it off the tee was just gloating how far past me he was driving it. And then all his way, he couldn't figure out his wedge distances, which was, um, which was kind of fun. So he was probably hitting wedges and you were hitting hybrids. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it sets up a, a third round match. I, I think it's going to be, you and I are making plans to, to head out to California this winter. Uh, so I think we're going to have to have some type of like, you know, fatal three-way match or something where, um, uh, probably the stakes being some very public apologies, perhaps, but I, it, yeah. it should, should set up some good golf, 
hopefully later this winter. Uh, and, and we are willing to travel to Pusha's home territory. Yeah, which I, I saw him on. He was on Twitter today saying they're in Boise today and he was looking for golf, you know, set up golf in Boise either today or tomorrow. Or, you know, I said, hey, they're at 2,700 feet of altitude. Like, you shouldn't even be messing with that, Push. I don't think no. you can handle it. Exactly. Just tying a bow on that, spent a, a wonderful evening in Denver with, with Push and Micah Brown and then got to see him play at Red Rocks, which was lived up lived up to the height what a what a cool venue um made an evening of it so i i feel like you know in a way tc i feel like i'm officially uh a, a denverite i guess that's is it a a denver i have no idea denver that's, a, that's a tough yeah that's a tough one, that's a tough one. uh but i feel uh, like i, I belong and, and push was raving about your restaurant selection oh ashkara if, if anybody's in the denver area it, it's unorthodox cuisine kind of middle eastern uh, lots of vegetarian, vegan options. Just delicious. I, I will have you been to my uh, my 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 cocktail coffee spot yet? The yes, wild, the wild, but only for coffee. I gotta go down there for a cocktail sometime. Okay. Um, yeah, that's down by Union Station, the um, yeah. the the train station across great. the street. From yeah, Union great station, spot. Yeah. Like coffee, breakfast in the morning, and then turns into cocktails by night, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, TC, I had a, I had a couple uh, snaking in a, our, our first sponsor today. I took a couple tough recoveries this weekend, though, uh, mm-hmm. with with the golf and the the drinking and the concert. Of course, I'm talking about Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. Yeah, some of my TC, some of my lowest recovery numbers, I think. After being away for a couple of weeks and coming back to Denver, I think it took me a couple of days to reacclimate maybe to the altitude. Like my strain numbers were super high for, you know, kind of some normal activities. Uh, huh. So we're, we're, we're truly monitoring the situation right now. I want to monitor when you go to, uh, when we go to California, you go down to sea level, you might be optimized and, and <laughs> operating at, at such a high level that, that we can't even fathom. That's what I'm hopeful for, right? Is like when you get out of Denver, it's yeah, it's just, you know, 90, 90 plus percent recoveries out, out the ass. I'm, I'm hopeful uh, for that. So we got the uh, 4.0 coming too. I was going to say whoop is they have a new band. Uh, it's got some new capabilities. It can track like all kinds of crazy things like your, your, the body temperature on your skin, uh, like your oxygen levels. They're just starting to roll it out. I think we're, we actually don't even have our hands on it yet. Hoping to get that in the next couple months, but certainly into 2022, be on the lookout for that. And yeah, I can't wait for that. So uh, listeners right now, whoop is offering 15% off when you use code trap, draw at checkout, go to whoop.com W H O O P.com. Enter the code trap, draw one word to save 15% sleep better, recover faster and train smarter with whoop today. Obviously, thank them for sponsoring the trap draw. Yeah, TC. Mea culpas? You know, I had one, and our good friend Aaron reminded me. When you asked me how many new stadiums, baseball stadiums I visited, I forgot to include Coors Field right here in my backyard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I, that's a personal mea culpa. Okay. Uh, I had one. We uh, Cody Gribble, he played. He's played the last two weeks, I think. Uh, he's, he's been dealing with injuries the last 18, 24 months. But, you know, we're told, told he's, he's working hard on his game. So good to see him back out there bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what else? 
Uh, you know, Have, I saw Bard, Bardwell was was taking some flack for some of his uh, some of his uh, Oxford, Mississippi restaurant recommendations. Yes, yes. people getting uh, on him. I think Ajax or Ajax. I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah. Right? So, Ajax, so I think some yeah. people were taking offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, TC, yeah, what I mean, else I've, we got? Well, I, I don't know how much we can. I, I think we're just scratching the surface, but we are certainly keeping our my. I'm keeping my eyes. I, I say we're keeping our eyes on the uh, the Pandora Papers. Have Have you heard oh, anything about the Pandora? I, did. I read papers? the whole. I read the whole Washington Post and Wall Street Journal takes on the other day. Just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of depravity going on. We may have to go over to the to the Bermuda event. On just, the PGA Tour, just sniff around you a little know? bit. Yeah, they they well they they just hired an offshore or a, a you know signed an offshore bank to be the sponsor of that. What Butterfields, right? So Butterfields. <laughs> so uh, you know we we may need to go poke around over there and 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 see what we can find with them getting into bed with uh, with the tour. But yeah, just a lot of a lot of financial misdeeds and and, and just just. People asleep at the wheel. Regulators asleep at the wheel. And that's what pisses me off. You know, we 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 neuter. You know, it's like, of course, this is going on. Uh, there's just no teeth in, in in anybody to go after anybody anymore. It's it's just. And, Ra- uh, and Randy, you know who pays the price? Well, the little small guy. Bi- small business owners like ourselves. Of course. That's who pays the price. Of course. It's it's disgusting. So it's not a it's not a conservative or a liberal thing. It's like, yo, like, are we a fucking law abiding society or not? You know, that's what I always is like, yo, you either want to be a part of like a society or you don't. And if you don't, then you shouldn't enjoy, you know, you shouldn't have your cake and eat it, too. You shouldn't yeah. get the perks of a society without, yeah. you know, contributing what society says you should contribute. So because then it, because it's a totally different discussion than anything like how much we should tax or do tax, right? Like that's a totally irrelevant discussion to like, yeah, you know, the laws that are on the books should be followed. You know, I don't know. That's no, just, I agree with me. you. And and maybe I think, I'm just old school. <laughs> well, no, it's I I totally agree with you. And I also, you know, I'll get on my soapbox. Like I wish the the DOJ and the SEC and uh, God, what other government organizations? Like they they just don't have the means and the resources and the time and the, and the want to really like poke around. And I I just, I feel like the whole facade of like society and rule abiding, it it just gets chipped away at and chipped away at. And, and yeah. And then, and then on the flip side too, I I think you got, you know, this Gensler guy, it sounds like he's taking the opportunity to kind of maybe even overreach, you know, just kind of saying like on the, you know some of the crypto stuff or some of this other stuff basically saying all right i'm i'm the sheriff i'm the new sheriff in town all this shit's under my jurisdiction when maybe some of it shouldn't be but some of the other you know government agencies are weak so you know i mean regulation like you know regulations a pain in the ass like i I think there's a there's a balance right like it there's a balance we need to regulate shit that like 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 revenue collection like yeah we need to regulate that you know there, there's so. I, I think balance is exactly right. And I, I I guess my personal view is like we fall a little bit out of balance. Right. Like I, I, I would yeah. almost like to make the regulation stronger or the, the laws stronger. Uh, and certainly you can you can air too much in, in over regulation. Um, 
but no, the, the to come back like the the Pandora Papers, like it it just it just confirms what everybody kind of knows. Um, I don't know what the answer is, but it, it just kind of. Do you think the going back to the Facebook thing? Do you think the Facebook stuff, like, you know, this is like they're testifying on Capitol Hill like last week and this week. All this shit, came, you know, sixty minutes last night. All this shit comes out the last few days, and then this happens today. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it it would seem at least plausible. Uh, like the Wall Street Journal has had a, a tremendous series of investigative yeah. reporting into, like, really Instagram, which of course is owned by Facebook. Like Facebook, just it sucks. What a man. dumb thing! I know it's so stupid. Like, like uh, it just, it just and granted, sucks. like, 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 I'm on. Tw- I love Twitter, right? Like, I'm on Twitter. I lo- I get information from Twitter, right? That's where I get my information. So I guess I'm probably the pot calling the kettle black. But you know, I, I, like, I, I think on a certain level, like, there's these echo chambers. But you can kind of like, and there's this self curation of of all this information. But it seems like on Facebook, it's like, like all of the information is just really shitty. Like there's, there's no even potential for to get good information. Right? No. And, and it's just so incentivized to like feed you bad the information, but, but, but yeah. the bad information only serves to in, instigate. It, it's essentially like you're, you're just being radicalized. Like, like, like all, all, the, the, the whole purpose is just to like get you clicking more content. Right. And, and to keep yeah. your eyeballs on the site longer god it's just such a shitty cynical business model um and and i think that's the bigger thing like society like we just have like we have to have a grown-up conversation about like what what we want from this from like social media and, and what like standards we want to hold these companies what, to that that have very yeah, yeah that have like huge uh implicit roles in society and like it's up to us to kind of decide, well, what do we want that to look like? Right. Uh, and, and I just, I don't have any hope of actually having a, a grown up conversation like that anytime soon, but because of the place that we're going to have some of the conversation is, <laughs> it's the same yeah. places, right? Yeah. Well, um, then you bring up, yeah, the politicians and all of that, you know, it's just, God, it's just the worst. The, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't anticipate this, this turning into like a Scott Galloway, uh, <laughs> Matt Stoller, you know, break yeah. up the monopolies and, uh, you know, all that. But, uh, I did see something today, um, you know, trans-Pacific, uh, shipping down like 25% in the last two or three days, uh, as far as cost goes. Granted, that's not like the long-term rates. That's like the short-term, you know, kind of speculate or true market like if you want to get something on a ship tomorrow what's it going to cost you um but the bad news is it sounds like that's just because uh china is straight up like shutting all the factories in like half the country right now because they've got their big seven day national holiday coming up i think this week or next week and then they've got and they're just winding down and there's all these like you know electricity uh quotas that they're trying to like stay under um so We'll see what happens with the choke points. Yeah, yep, yep. And then we, and then last thing I saw that just caught my eye: the guy that uh, that did the Prophet Muhammad cartoon. Oh yeah, I years was, back. Yeah, I was reading that link he sent me earlier. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I guess he's Swedish, Swedish artist or cartoonist. Uh, you know, he's he's. I think he's. They've tried to assassinate him like multiple times. He's been 
under like 24 hour watch and like the Swedish police or private security or something. Uh, the police car that he was traveling in, um, I, I guess last week or over the weekend in Sweden, had a high rate of speed, swerved across the median and hit hit another, you know, hit a truck head on. Uh, very, very suspicious. But we're keeping our eye on that one, Randy. Yeah. That one seems seems sketchy. Uh, it's uh, Lars Vilks was his name. I had kind of forgotten about the story, but back in 2007, he drew the Prophet Muhammad as a dog, I guess. And since then has come under all kinds of fire from, from the Islamic world. So yeah, certainly, certainly keeping our eye out on that. Good, good catch there, TC. Appreciate you bringing that one to my attention. Well, last thing from that story in 2014, a woman from Pennsylvania who dubbed herself Jihad Jane uh, tried to assassinate him. We, we, we may Talk, need to, talking about we, radicalization. I know we, we may need to effort Jihad Jane at some point for the trap draw. Which, we, speaking of future guests, we got a very, very special guest we're working on uh, a certain uh, sports conspiracy theorist. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, for, for some, sometime in Q4, he we comes to, highly recommended. Uh, oh, we may have to shut down the trap draw after that. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> yeah, big things coming. Uh, all right, TC. I, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there. We are we are headed to New Jersey this week for our guest episode, our guest feature. The LPGA is playing their second of back-to-back events. They are at Mountain Ridge Country Club in West Caldwell, New Jersey. I'm so excited for this one. I, I'm almost in my mind. I'm I'm as excited for this one as I am for Riv on the PGA Tour. Like the the course is oh, great. Good. Oh, the course is fantastic. I think there are going to be some fall colors on TV. I think the field's going to be great. I, I'm just some super super excited for this weekend. Uh, it's going to be played on golf. It, right? Yeah, got to see it in June. Uh, myself and Cody got to play it, and uh, yeah, we'll be on Golf Channel four days. So. Really looking forward to watching a little live, coverage. live on Golf Channel. I believe it is. I believe it is. I nice. believe it's going to be in front of the PGA coverage, which okay. would be good. The Shriners. Yeah. yeah. Good. What's your? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of different directions we could go with New Jersey. You know, what? What's your personal experience in New Jersey? Had only ever flown in to Newark and taken a train immediately to Manhattan until that was at the franchise. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah, uh, which was sure a great That's probably ride. a story for another time. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, Neil's, speak, for Neil's boxing match. Speaking of the Pandora Papers, uh, the franchise needed some offshoring. I uh, went to Philly earlier this summer on a trip out to Baltus Raw. We got invited to like their media day. Uh, the, they unveiled the, the lower course. And as part of that, played Baltus Raw, uh, Mountain Ridge, and Somerset Hills, and Bayonne. Cody and I played two of them, and then I tagged along with Coin for the other two. So, they uh, own biggest biggest American flag like I've ever yeah. seen before. But I love driving through. Like once you get off the highway, I thought New Jersey yeah. was so charming, and I never, I just have this like preconceived notion of turnpikes and interstates and like Newark, and it's yeah. not that at all. So I was really happy to get there this summer. Yeah, I, I when I worked in the hotel business, I had a few properties that i managed revenue for down like actually like east of philly mount laurel area burlington 
kind of around Splash World there. And, uh, man, it's just like really, uh, it was far different every time I would go down there than I, than I had envisioned. And then you get up in the Northwest corner as well. And it's, it's the same deal, like Southeast and Northwest are kind of these two, you know, and then, and then you got the Pine Barrens and like the New Jersey devil and all that shit, mm-hmm. uh, there, which, you know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, just like, I don't know, very, very interesting state. I think we could, we could probably do, we could definitely make this a yearly one. Oh right? yeah. And we're going to piss off. Into, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to piss off all New Jersey people. Cause you just can't possibly get your arms around the whole place. So I, many apologies in advance, but, um, <laughs> we did not get Chris Christie. I think that's the one person we both had circled, uh, would have loved. Well, I, have- I, I, yeah. Chris Christie for sure. Uh, just iconic. Uh, the other guy I had was Greg Schiano. Oh yeah, of course. You know what? He would have been good to even bring in on this, on the intro to talk about urban probably. Yeah. Yeah. Spend some time in Columbus, but we did get Casey Landman who Casey is a huge friend of the pod. She is awesome. She's a golf nut. Uh, she and her husband, John are like the coolest couple. I just feel like they have the best taste in like music and food and, culture and uh I, yeah i i don't know I, I we just both consider them like friends and I, I i love to talk to both of them and i'm thrilled we're gonna get to talk to casey here about new jersey i feel like they're they're both like they're a few years older i am i have no idea how many years maybe you know <laughs> like they're like those people that like you're a freshman in high school and they're like a they're seniors and you're like, man, I want to be like them when I'm a senior. <laughs> like, exactly. like they're not, they're like, they're still in your age range. Like they're very close in age, but it's like, they're, they're just a little bit older and more advanced. And like, I, you know what? I want to be like, a, that's, that's a goal right there. Like they're just super well-adjusted and, and uh, you know, like shit, when we were in Baltimore um, with like KVV and Casey and John and Solly um, and, few others we went out uh and like went to a concert at this hole in the wall place and you know and like talked about baltimore like they just have deep local knowledge of a lot of places around the country it's like uh well they're interesting people and they attract interesting people and exactly it's it's fun to just be in their orbit and uh, like plug into that scene for a little bit. So anyway, uh, Casey Lamon, we'll, we'll have her introduce, you know, her bona fides and all that, but TC, anything else? Or should we get to it? Let's get to it. We'll just, you know, fingers crossed, everybody out there, fingers crossed that this urban situation keeps deteriorating, keeps giving <laughs> us great, uh, great content here. And, uh, he keeps showing his true colors. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, before we do get to the interview, I want to thank our other sponsor for this week. That is DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. They have a week five offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. TC, the last 0-0 tie in the NFL, do you know what year it was? Gosh, Randy, that's a great question. Uh, I don't. Uh, 1974. Oh, 1943, TC. Jesus. Yeah. So I'd say this bet is is pretty much a no-brainer. Um, and if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long 
with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code NLU, throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code NLU this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, that's a new That's a new phone number. Please note 1-800-GAMBLER. No more 1-800-9-WITH-IT. No that's, that's right. So... Uh, I, I have one last point. I think we forgot to talk about it uh, or just, just make this point. Uh, the Texans are so bad. So bad. Like they're, they're awful. They, they, they need to bring in the cucumber. They do. The, this Davis Mills guy, I think he's worse than the Peter man. I, I, I think he's honestly, he's worse than the Peter man. The couple, I, every year, a couple teams should bring in the cuke. What I just pray that one of these times it will happen. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, well, we thank yeah, we're gonna get so many messages from people like, uh, who's the cuke? Who's the cuke? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's part of the fun. Uh, we yeah. thank DraftKings for sponsoring the trap draw and now on to this week's interview. All right. Joining us now on the line, our New Jersey expert. I don't know where she's calling in from. So first off, Casey, good afternoon. Thank you for joining. Good afternoon. Where in lovely to be here? Uh, yes, yes, wonderful. Where in the beautiful Garden State are you? I am in uh, what we'll call Philly Metro, Jersey, uh, Burlington, New Jersey, just about 25 minutes outside of uh, Fishtown, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, so. okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. Uh, well, let's start here. The the golf tournament, the, the Founders Cup on the LPGA is taking place up a little bit north of you near New York yes. City in West Caldwell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, how, how do you break up the state? What, what are the different <laughs> sections of New Jersey? Let's start there. So, I was just saying, well, I li- people are going to be people are going to be all over us for having a South Jersey person on when when we you know, so I, I, the, I think we got to go through your bona fides well, a little bit. Okay. Well, so bona fides, I lived in North Jersey for many years. So uh, I've, I've done, I'm by Jersey coastal. Um, so oh, I've lived good. in, if you can picture New Jersey, right? Like on a map, it kind of is like two diamonds that kind of sit on top of each other. It gets kind of really narrow in the middle and it's like a diamond on top and a diamond on the bottom. And up at the top, like, uh, I'll say the east side of the top diamond is kind of like what we'll call New York City, Jersey, right? It's kind of just like everybody up there all revolves around New York for the most part, right? And then on the bottom west part of the diamond is like Philly, Jersey, right? Which is where I live now. Mm-hmm. So we have like, if you go cut diagonal across New York, Philadelphia, right? But then you get the other direction kind of, Northwest Jersey down to Southeast Jersey, where it's like completely different. Cause if you, on this one axis, the Philly Jersey axis is very um, populated. You know, it's very dense population. There's like, you know, a million to exits on the turnpike. It's crazy. You go the other way and it's like no man's land. Most part like uh, Northwest New Jersey is like up near the Poconos. It's like 
it doesn't even feel like you're in New Jersey. It's like all mountains and there's ski resorts and like, I mean, you're basically like Poconos East and then Southeast New Jersey is uh, the shore, right? Which is basically from LBI down. LBI kind of splits it north and south. Long Beach Island down is like summer Philly and LBI up is summer New York, right? So so it's kind of that's kind of like where we go. And then on the on the non as uh, populated axis, it can it's it, I mean it's rural. You go down to the Pineys and it's like where am I? <laughs> like very uh, yeah. I, yeah. It's it's so that's you know Jersey kind of in a nutshell. We have very rural. Very I mean we are the Garden State. Which if you only ever fly into Newark and and take a car to Manhattan, you're like what are we growing smokestacks? Like you know <laughs> it's not it's not really that pretty, but um. The, the non-populated access is, is much pretty. And then in the middle, you have like Trenton, Princeton, you know, like kind of like Mercer County. That's kind of like central Jersey. And everybody can fight over whether they're more New York or more Philly, but it's kind of a weird melting pot in the middle. <laughs> so. All right. Now that we've been over that, <laughs> go on with your line of questioning. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. well, no, let's start here. Okay. So you've mentioned that you've, you've lived North Jersey, New York adjacent and mm-hmm. South Jersey, Philly mm-hmm. adjacent. Uh, were you born yeah. in New Jersey? What is no. how, how long so have you was, spent there and what brought you there? So um, this is the year that marks. I have now lived in Jersey as many years as I lived in my home state of Pennsylvania. Uh, so I lived in PA from birth until, you know, I went to college. I went to college in upstate New York. Um, so, you know, nine out of 12 months, I did not live in Pennsylvania those years. And then I moved to Vermont. So I have a weird like off year mm. in Vermont. <laughs> And then from Vermont, I moved to North Jersey and that was 21 years ago. So, um, yeah, so I've been to Jersey now, uh, like literally more than Pennsylvania. So I spent the first part of Jersey up in North Jersey. Okay. Uh, where in, where in Philadelphia or uh, where in Pennsylvania were you born? So about a half hour, 40 minutes outside of Philly to the Northwest, uh, a town called Royers Ford. Uh, it's, it's known for nothing. <laughs> it's near or sinus college in Collegeville, but, um, it's about, I don't know, King of Prussia. Everybody knows King of Prussia. Yeah. It's like the largest shopping mall. Right. So I'm 10 minutes West of King of Prussia. So, okay. Um, yeah. all right, TC, <laughs> I think, I think we got to dive in straight away to overrated, underrated New Jersey oh, cities. <laughs> I, I, it, wow, it, you're you're gonna you're gonna put the screws to her right away. One thing, how, right how, away. How, how do we get our arms around a whole state? I I, I'm, I mean, I'm Jersey. Struggling. It's like a little state. You guys have done much bigger states, you know. Before. It's a very it's a very complex state, and it seems like there's a big rivalry yes. between north and south. Uh, yeah. And there's all sorts of little ancillary parts, and it's so central to you know American. Uh, not psyche, but like, you know, the American, there's, you know, you got Springsteen, you got, you, 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 there's just so much going on in Jersey where it's, you know, it's kind of a, a, a mix between the mid Atlantic and the Northeast. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, I, I think that's well said. All right. Well, no, I, I want to know, I like Newark, for example, is it's overrated, underrated. I mean, I don't think anybody overrates Newark. <laughs> I think Newark, Newark just not, it just might be rated. <laughs> Does it stink? But there are, there are, I mean, I mean, yes, but also the Ironbound District's like really cool. And they have like some really good restaurants, like Portuguese restaurants and stuff. And like, I feel like 
way back when York was a little more like, I don't know, not, not like the crime capital of New Jersey, but I mean, we have Camden. Camden is the Newark of South Jersey and Newark is the Newark yeah. of North Jersey. Right. So, I mean, there's things to do once they put the hockey stadium there. I mean, like a little bit of stuff popped up. So, you know, the devils used to play up at the Meadowlands, like uh, in Rutherford, right next to giant stadium. And God, I can't remember how many years. Oh, 2008. Which, which, that's a shithole up there. Oh. The Meadowlands. Awful. Terrible. So bad. It's so bad. I once was looking for apartments in North Jersey. And to this day, every time I drive past the Meadowlands, I have to make this joke because in the ad, like it advertised like as a view of the Meadowlands. And I was like, why would you want to stare at that monstrosity of giant stadium out your window like all the time? But um, yeah, when they built the hockey stadium, the Prudential Center down there, it opened in 2008. And it's only like two blocks from the train station. So it, it almost kind of felt like, oh, I can take the train and be safe walking like the two blocks to the hockey arena and back. And a couple like decent restaurants popped up right around there too, like Dinosaur Barbecue, which is a Syracuse barbecue place. They yeah. opened one down there. It's a, You know, so it started to be like, a little bit of something going on, but it's still like not a place where I'd be like, let me just go hang out in Newark for no reason. It's like, if you're going to an event, you know, it's, it's fine. The, the train station's fine. You know, uh, just East of Newark uh, is Harrison and they have uh, the Red Bulls, the uh, MLS team plays there. So it's kind of like, hmm. yeah, they got a little bit of stuff going on in, in Newark. Uh, but it's also like, I mean, the oldest public golf course is in Newark. Weekwig, uh, which we used to play um, when I lived up there, which was like sometimes you would hit your ball and there would be a fence and then you'd run up to your ball and then your ball was gone because like kids would just sit around and steal the balls as they were approaching the green. And then you'd have to like pay the kids a dollar to get your ball back. <laughs> yeah, so That's good business. Place, you know? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like doing doing uh, overrated and underrated is tough with you too because you you seem like the kind of person that that finds the silver lining wherever you are and you've probably yeah, been yeah. like and, and and you and John your husband have probably been to like most of these towns and cities in New Jersey and have found the 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 silver lining or the cool little bar or the cool little you know uh, like dive music place yeah right. We try to, I mean, like Seaside, I've never been to Seaside and I have no desire to go to Seaside. I'm like overrated Seaside. I, I want nothing to do with the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore, MTV Jersey Shore. So. Okay, so we can find some overrated, overrated there. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah. that include like Atlantic City? Is that the whole no. Jersey coast? No, no. Like Seaside Heights is like, uh, Seaside is, is a town, is one of the beach towns along the coast. And it's one of the northern uh it's part of the New York summer beach towns um, or like the North Jersey beach towns. So it's just like, I've never been like a big club girl or like, you know, I don't like need to go and like gym tan laundry and like get all my shots. And like, it's just, I've never, I've just never been like that. And that whole, that whole scene up there is just like club, 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 club. And I'm much more of like a low key dive bar jukebox, drink some, drink some beers yeah. not like uh not like bad cover bands or like every song with a beat dropping you know so like uh, so is the north shore then noticeably different than like the south jersey shore like atlantic city and south like ocean city and so some, they both have uh they both have so their seaside is like the crazy party town on the north jersey shore and then wildwood it would be like that town 
in the South Jersey shore. So it's like both of those places have like boardwalks with like amusements, like roller coasters and stuff like that and clubs and underage kids getting drunk and just like senior week shenanigans and stuff like that. So I feel like there's that on both North and South Jersey, but it's just different clientele. It's like the Pennsylvania people go to Wildwood and the North Jersey, New York people go to seaside. Right. So then there's like, both have like real sleepy, like, Haughty toddy type towns like North Jersey shores would have like, um, oh, let's see. Deal is like a fancy place. It's right above Asbury Park. It's like super duper expensive, like giant houses and stuff. And then the South, we have like Avalon and Stone Harbor, which are like also like more low key. There's like a beach. There's like not like amusements and stuff like that. It's like you want to have like your lower key beach vacation and then both kind of have your family destinations like north has a point pleasant beach which is like has some amusements and stuff but it's much more sleepy it's not clubs and things like that um and south jersey shore has ocean city which is still a dry town (laughs) so it's like but they have a boardwalk and amusements and it's very like family friendly so i think you you kind of like get those mirrored type things both in north and in south but it's just it's just like one of these things where it's like you could really draw a map of like, if you grew up in the Northeast in Philly, you go to this town. If you're Irish, you're probably going to Sea Isle. If you're Jewish, you're probably going to Margate. Like, it's like every beach town has like a corresponding uh, a Southeast Pennsylvania population that populates it in the summer. So it's a, and the same thing happens with the North Jersey people and the North Jersey beaches. I respect that there are such distinctive sections of the Jersey shore. And I kind of like that, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all out there for you. You can go wherever you want. Uh, that, I mean, Randy, nice. you kind of got that yeah. as an Ohioan up in like Northern Michigan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly right. And people would always say that about like Hilton, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of just Ohio Midwest people. What's the deal with Trenton? I just can't place. Uh, Trenton, Trenton makes Trenton makes the world takes. Um, that's on the bridge going into Trenton. Uh, Trenton's like, I mean, it's the state capital. So like all the government stuff's there. Um, there's some decent like old school pizza places. Uh, but it's also like, you know, if I take the train from Trenton, I'm like, Make, make it sure if I'm there after dark, like that my ride is going to literally be out front when I leave the train station because it's like kind of still a little dicey up there. Um, but there's a lot of Trenton pride. Like uh, there's these guys that do this thing called the, the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market. It's been going on for like, God, 12, 13 years now where it's like, like it really is like they've embraced all these like counterculture type stuff. And like, like there's, you know, punk bands were playing Trenton. Like that was at the Court Tavern was in Trenton. No, was that the court? No, I'm I'm not, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I'm going to be, now I'm going to get yelled at by all the music people because I was too young. I lived in Pennsylvania when like, oh, City Gardens, when John Stewart was like DJing in City Gardens and stuff like, so that, but that might've not been Trenton. That might've been New Brunswick. This is where, this is where Central Jersey is like, there's all these stupid towns and they're all kind of like 45 minutes from each other. And they all kind of are just like, have history of like music stuff and, and mob stuff and just, goofy stuff right so you know it's uh trenton eh, it's fine the trenton thunder fun time uh minor league baseball they were the yankees uh double a affiliate until uh major league baseball decided to do away with like a lot of minor league teams so that was yeah. that was tough randy was in, in big support of that when uh rob man <laughs> did that big announcement it was, yeah, it was cutting bloated. the minor leagues yeah it was bloated yeah. 
I mean, it was like, it used to be like, oh, it's a random night and they're doing dollar beers and free fireworks after the game and it costs $5 to go. And like, we live 20 minutes away and we're just like, yeah, let's go. A-Rod's rehabbing tonight. Let's go see it. And uh, now it's just kind of like, this year what they did was they, uh, but the Toronto team, uh, the Toronto AAA team couldn't play at Buffalo because Toronto was playing there instead of in Toronto. So they had like, that team was like, they played their home games and it was like crazy. So we had like the Toronto's team here. It's, it's a, it's a wacky, the wacky Uh, melting pot, Trenton, you know, we just take whatever wants to come to Trenton. (laughs) What, uh, okay. Another area along the lines of Trenton that I just, I've never been, and I don't know how to place it is like that whole New Brunswick area. So, I mean, New Brunswick is like, I mean, it's super university oriented. So, I mean, large campus Rutgers is there. You would enjoy that. Randy. Right. Um, no, exactly. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends who went to Rutgers, right? Like they, it was, it's, it's definitely a scene like they, and they have like, uh, they had the, um, what do they call them? Like the trash plate trucks where it's like, you know, you get like in Rochester has those too, where at late at night, all these food trucks that were just like piles of like sandwiches with like french fries and cheese and everything like just piled onto the sandwich garbage plate um they did that there like a lot of bands started um you know out of out of new brunswick um especially in the like the late 90s like that whole like kind of screamo emo jersey thing came out in new brunswick uh back then like new brunswick and 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 just up north like uh belleville nutley and stuff like that like my chemical romance thursday gaslight anthem saves the day like all those that, that was all born out of like kind of new brunswick basement club scene you know in the late 90s early 2000s but it's super college i feel like there's a lot of people who go to rutgers and then oh, obviously rutgers has a lot of in-state people and then mm-hmm. they just either they live there they, they, they live in suburbs of new brunswick then like for for a while um but it's 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 a nice area like it's got um it's easy to get to from everywhere because it's where like you know the, the turnpike and the parkway around New Brunswick. Um, so it's easy to get to North Jersey, South Jersey, the shores from New Brunswick. And, um, you know, and Rutgers is a big, big, big deal in Jersey. So, you know, it's kept pretty nice. Well, and that's where you start to get Jersey's... a little Northwest of Rutgers and you get into that, that crazy, like, you know, you know, with mountain Jersey, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> mountain Jersey. It's, you know, it's New York's, uh, it's the big 10, big 10 team, you know, yeah, it's the Northeast uh, big, t- big 10 team. I'm <laughs> such a big like map and like geography person. I don't yeah. think I've ever really stopped and just looked at a map of Jersey. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm so lost. Um, you know, like I have, I had no idea that that's where Rutgers was and it's South kind of Southwest of New York, but not that far out. Uh, yeah, and Edison and Gataway mm-hmm. and all that in there. Uh, and then Princeton's just a little bit Southwest of there. I've I just yeah. never really placed any of this. Yeah. Ever. It's like, it's like a pretty good corridor from Trenton to, to uh, New York. And that's the Northeast corridor line on New Jersey transit. And you just hit like, you're hitting all the heavy hitters. You're hitting Princeton, you're hitting um, Edison, New Brunswick, Elizabeth, Newark, you know, and then New York. So it's kind of like a big line of like all like, Kind of the bigger cities in Jersey along that corridor. What's what's Princeton like? Is it dominated by the by the university? I mean, yes and no. 
there's a lot i haven't really spent a ton of time in princeton it's like a kind of a pain to get to because it's like there's no main i mean you have to go 295 but there's like a, not a lot of like uh main roads that go to it there's a lot of back roads so i i've done a lot of driving through it to get to other parts of jersey you know some cute restaurants and stuff but it is, it is very i mean it's ivy league city right so um they do have some really nice like mid-century architecture and some really nice older older homes and stuff up there um that you would kind of associate with you know a university that's been around for a really long time so it's, it is definitely um a nice place to go take a stroll and walk around but like i i remember when we were moving from north jersey to south jersey and i was like thinking like princeton area would have been like a good like in between philly and new york but it's like up there it's just like it's like a million zillion times more expensive than if you just go 20 minutes south you know <laughs> so like mm-hmm. uh i need to go to princeton sometime like neil neil always bitched about princeton yeah. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he played at when Columbia, he played, just yeah. like those guys suck. Like they're just they're like the the Ivy Leagueist of the Ivy League, you know, just yeah. just super snooty. It's like it's funny. It's like again, growing up like outside of Philly, I always like even though Princeton is so close, it's like I'm always just like, oh no, Penn. Penn is our Ivy League school. Penn, 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 Penn. You know, but like to have Princeton only like I mean, it's only like an hour from Philly. Mm-hmm. A little over an hour and it just seems like I, nobody ever thought of it like i mean at least in my neck of the woods you never even thought about prince <laughs> so the only reason i mean up there near the princeton area there's a lot of the pharmaceutical companies like i mean that's a lot of pharmaceutical stuff in jersey like johnson and johnson is here and like there's just mm-hmm. giant and there was like a whole influx of people who just moved to the area to like work at all the giant pharmaceutical companies so you know it had a big big boom what about the West, like the West New York suburbs, like Hackensack, Patterson, oh, yeah. Paris, Ridgewood, Wayne, Parsippany, Wayne, Montclair. Mountains of Wayne. Um, yeah. So it's funny because it's like, I always, I almost feel like those is like the North Jersey towns, right? Like where I feel like the New York suburbs are like Hoboken, Jersey City, Weehawken. You need to, the stuff that's like right over, right through the tunnels. But yeah, I mean, it's like, certain parts it's like i don't know it's like everything certain parts are really nice and like alpine freaking crazy right like it's like super super haughty toddy and then like wayne and patterson is kind of like hit and miss some parts really nice and some parts really shady still you know so there's like a dichotomy i think of just like wherever there's big wealth there's also not right and it's it's kind of like it's, it's all it's mixed just in all the, intermingled yeah. up there but, you know it's funny it's like and it's just so many people up there all the time what is weird though still about a lot of those places there's a lot of bergen county and they still have blue walls up there so on sundays like nothing is open huh. you can go to the grocery store but you can only buy like food like if you went to the grocery store and wanted to buy like true story we tried to buy a wiffle ball bat uh to go one one summer sunday because we were going to go play wiffle ball and we were not allowed to buy the wiffle ball bat because it's not a necessity on, on sunday so they still have like all the store like you know malls and, and commerce and stuff closed on sunday those are the best days to drive through because there's no traffic but you go on a saturday and it's like you want to blow your brains out all like just the amount of people and traffic and stuff like that i i always talk to ask john every time we drive back up there and we started to get into that mad, crazy rush. And he's like, what do you miss about living up here? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> like, not really anything. <laughs> so, the, the proximity to New York City, but, like, that's it. You know, so. Did you ever make it out to the site of the tournament this week, West Caldwell, which is kind oh, of one of the further so out New York uh, It's towns. further out. 
it's kind of like near well north caldwell is where tony soprano's house is <laughs> that's kind of we're getting we're getting out there but i worked in short hills for a time which is kind of getting out into that western suburb so i've i and i was in a band with a bunch of guys uh who lived in like um like Raritan Valley and stuff like Bridgewater and things like that. So that's starting to get like out into that Western part. And I had a warehouse that I had to manage for work that was up in like Western Jersey. So I've driven like a lot of those roads, but I haven't really spent a ton of time outside of the Shore Hills mall where I worked. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, it's super Like when I used to drive to my warehouse that I used to um, manage up there, like, you know, you're going past like the USGA, offices well i guess they won't be anymore once they move to planners but um and like you know trump's course and like it's like it's like there's a lot of like a lot of like cool old golf courses up there too and um but it, it is it is like it's like the place where like if you have a lot a lot of money and you don't want to live in like the rat race of like those bergen county towns it's like you you move out there and uh and you settle and you have you have room and a yard and like you know air <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well tc i think what what else statewide should we talk about because i was going to maybe <laughs> then drill down into you know where casey lives and and get a little granular there but i don't know what else yeah. we should do uh brandy how many people do you think live in in new jersey uh <laughs> oh i don't even know this <laughs> oh god um 10 million god that's a good guess casey how about you I was going to say at least nine. You guys are both right in the ballpark. 9.288. So okay. 9.3 million, which, you know, yeah. seems about right. Uh, yeah. Casey, highest elevation. You know where the highest point is? No, but it's got to be somewhere up northwest. It is. Like it is Vernon high. Valley or like what they call Mountain Creek now. Where uh, I- <laughs> it's called it's called High Point. It's on the it's in, uh, that's, Montague that's Township. on the news. Yeah. <laughs> on the notes. What, and I, the elevation, what's the elevation at, uh, at the highest point? It is 1,800 feet. Which is a little surprising to me. Yeah. That's way higher than I ever would have guessed, I think. Like, what's the, like, I, I think just from the rest of the country looking at New Jersey, it's, it always seems like it's, it's very corrupt. Like extremely corrupt. Is that accurate? Is it like Chicago level corrupt or? Is this the part where I like admit that I don't pay attention to any of that? <laughs> like, I just like, I, you know, we're in this time now where the, there's a governor's race and like they're all yapping at each other on the election ads. But I'm like, yeah, I, like sometimes they're like, this guy did this. And I'm like, I don't know if that's so bad. Like, what? Do, who cares? Like, what? what's he doing now? Are we having a good time? Like, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I guess, yes, The, I'm sure it's corrupt, especially in Newark and North Jersey, like seems to be like, you know, a place where shit would happen like that. But um, I, I I don't, is, there, is there, are there places that are not corrupt? That's a great question. Great question. question. I, great question. Like, I know. I don't think maybe Vermont thing. I think it's like, you know, I, feel like there's, I feel like there's good people up in Vermont, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'd yeah. like to think so. How, do you know your state's motto? No. <laughs> liberty and prosperity. Oh, seems okay. <laughs> Which you know, when I think New Jersey, I just think of Chris Christie sitting on the beach 
<laughs> looking up at that helicopter <laughs> drone or whatever <laughs> it was. That was <laughs> sick. Sandy, everybody evacuate <laughs> on the beach. That was Which awesome. Was like a 180 from like, you know, because we had two giant years of storms in a row. We had Irene the year before. And everybody was like praising how he handled Irene. And he was like, he's on. They were just coming, you know, get off the beach, blah, blah, blah. We're shutting stuff down. And then like the next year, it's like, screw Chris Christie. Look at him on the beach. Like, it's just funny. But it's like, I feel like all politicians are like that. So I don't know. Do you guys have have uh, cranberries down by you? Down in South yes, Jersey? We do. The cranberry um, Pine, the pine, uh, the pineys have cranberry. So this, this is where I talk about how, um, when did I go? 2012. So a, a friend of mine, his family is like fifth generation cranberry farmers. Uh, so like they have like strains of cranberries named after them and stuff. And they're like a big ocean spray uh, co-op. So they're down in uh, Chatsworth, New Jersey. And there's like, you drive down there and it's just like all cranberry farms. And um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a crazy they have a big festival every October, but we got to go for harvest one time and, and just kind of like hang out and watch how they harvest the cranberries. And it's like super interesting because like everybody like associates like, I guess, water and bogs like with cranberries, but like they don't actually grow yeah. in water. They just flood the, the bogs. And then they all raise the top. Yeah, they all raise up. Yeah, because they're buoyant. Right. So they 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 uh, flood the bogs. Then they have this thing that comes around. It's like a beater. And it like kind of beats all the cranberries off the bushes and then they all race to the top. And then they use like what I can only describe as like a big, like it looks like a, a hose and it kind of like comes, it, it gets around the whole perimeter and they just draw it in. And it's just like the most intense red you've ever seen in your life is like all the cranberries start to like all come together. And then they just funnel up a conveyor belt into like a truck that literally just goes and drops them off the ocean spray, the ocean spray uh, co-op depot. So it's a, uh, very very interesting uh very interesting thing and it's like you know that that harvest lasts like three or four weeks and then it's like on to okay next year here we go <laughs> get the cranberries going again but everybody I've... always thinks of cranberries as like massachusetts and it's like really new jersey is a really 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 large cranberry producer <laughs> so. well i was also gonna say i've heard great things about new jersey tomatoes is that yes. is that really a thing it is really a thing you know, and some people swear by it. I mean, a Jersey tomato in the summer in season, it's like, I mean, you could eat it like an apple. Like, Come on. Just so good. I don't no, believe for serious, that. For serious, like very, very good. Um, do people do that or are you just saying you could? I, I'm sure there are people who do it. I don't, especially you get the cool like heirloom ones that are just like. Just I was going to say, I've done that with an heirloom tomato, Randy. Yeah. I don't hate. Like, what? Especially like oh you're from God, Ohio. So they, have, they have unbelievable tomatoes in Ohio. I've done it with an Ohio tomato before. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Just just gnawing on it like an apple. Yes. It's like super juicy. It's like just it's just so good. Oh. And like I mean, yeah. it is a fruit. By technicality. Yeah, it, but it's like if you go to the store here and like you want like canned tomatoes in the in the winter because you know there's no good there's no good fresh tomatoes in the in the winter, right? Um and, uh, you know, they got like, you can get your can of Jersey tomatoes and it costs like five times the amount of like the regular can, you know, it's almost more expensive than like, like the DOP, like, you know, tomatoes from like Italy that they get imported. Yeah. The, uh, San Marzano. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the store, where do you, where do you do your, your grocery shopping? I've been cheating on Wegmans. Wegmans is like my number one favorite store of like 
groceries of all time, but I also had it in college and it was like a very high scale, upscale uh, grocery store for a college town, right? So, uh, but then we, when I moved back here, there is no Wegmans. And so they started opening Wegmans in like the mid aughts, like in, there's, we have two in South Jersey. And that was my number when we moved to South Jersey, I was so excited because we lived 10 minutes from the Wegmans um, and it's glorious. But then about, maybe six years ago they built a brand new shop right like literally down my street and it's like i don't know like so people from the i don't know if they have shop right other where than the northeast but the old like shop right growing up like i was like oh god we gotta go to shop right it was kind of like it was always like darker and the aisles were close together and it was like yeah they had good deals but it just felt like not you like to a, earn those good deals right yeah like if a can can sale like great let's go but like um but now like the the new shop rights are opening kind of like rival wegmans with like the amount of like um like marketplace like if you just if you don't want to cook and you just want to go get a meal and like you know food court type situation mm-hmm. and like all kinds of like pre-diced vegetables and 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 um fruit and stuff like that it, it looks like when you walk into a wegmans and you're in that big marketplace deli type area the shop rate is kind of rivaling that right now and uh and so it's like it's like a good six minutes closer to my house than the wegmans so I tend to, and it's on my way to and from work. So I tend to go to the ShopRite more than the Wegmans. TC, I feel like ShopRite's a new, uh, a, a new contestant into the grocery store discussion. <laughs> they are, I can report they are headquartered in Keysby, New Jersey, <laughs> yeah. uh, 321 locations. And it looks like pretty much, well, a little Northeast, but mainly that kind of mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic, yeah. Yeah. Like Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, up into New York, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and yeah, I guess yeah. Connecticut as well. So interesting. I've been to a few before. It, they're, yeah. They're fine. They're I don't fine. know. I don't think I went to a new one, but. No, the new ones are like, and that's what everybody's like, shop, right? I'm like, no, you have to go to the new shop, right? They're so good. Um, and, and bonus, like the one in town has beer and liquor. And unlike the Wegmans, where you have to go to a separate part and pay separately for the beer and liquor, I can get all the stuff in my heart and just go through self-checkout beer. So Jersey and PA has like weird beer and liquor rules with, yeah. with convenience stores and stuff. So that's a big deal when you can do it all at once. Because <laughs> so. you guys were in the, the colonies, you know? I know, it was all it was all religious stuff. Uh, yeah. I was shocked when I moved to Boston and oh, was, yeah. I thought I, thought I was going to be a town full of alcoholics and no, it turned out well, we happy hours there. I know. What, uh, all right. What's the ham? Is it Taylor ham or pork roll or, or, and and that's kind of a, that's kind of a delineation between line. Yeah. So, and now I'm going to mess this up too. Cause like down Wildwood, we always had Taylor ham, but then they're like, well, Taylor ham is North Jersey and it's pork roll. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just really good. And I eat it. I don't care what it's called. It's basically like, some people say it's like Canadian bacon, but it's like, it's different than Canadian bacon. It's like, it has a different flavor and a different texture and like so i've had bad pork roll where i'll order it and like um and it's just like kind of limp and it doesn't have any kind of char on it and it's just kind of like no this needs to be like you got to get some some tr- like my favorite thing to eat after golf up here is i always get a pork roll and american cheese sandwich and like everybody makes fun of me but it's it's good i mean i it, what's different than having a hot dog it's like she always, <laughs> she always you know she's she's turned us on to it it seems like it's it's like a kleenex versus tissue kind of thing right yes. it's like yes. pork yes. roll but Taylor, Taylor is like the monopoly on it right well and they are make they make like they're a maker of it so that is taylor hemp you can't have like um down here in trenton we have cases pork roll and that's like uh it's 
cases is the name of the company that makes the pork roll. So it's like Taylor was a name of a company that made this ham. So hence Taylor ham. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing <laughs> John Taylor of Trenton, uh, uh originated, right originated it in 1856 and it sold as Taylor's prepared ham until 1906. And now, uh, yeah, like Casey said, it's pork roll, some regions still known as Taylor ham in a lot of yeah. other regions. My question is, what, what, is it like spam? Like, what, what is it? We don't ask questions that we don't want the answers to. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> It's salty pork. It's so good. It sounds like it's, it's tangier. <laughs> it's like tangier, more like salami than it is like Canadian bacon. Right. Yeah, I guess it does have a little bit of a tang. I this is bad because like I only eat like yeah I eat like Italian salamis and stuff like you know meat and cheese type stuff. But like I don't eat like supermarket salami, so I don't know if it's the same as like that. But why hasn't it caught on elsewhere? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It is. It's somewhere else. Well, why isn't Scrapple anywhere else either? Except like out here, you know. It's like I I feel like there's like a lot of another weird pork dish that's like from pennsylvania dutch type again it's just like a bunch of random pieces of pork byproduct smushed into a loaf and then they chop the loaf and you fry it on the like you know on the flat top and you have it as a side with breakfast or as a sandwich or whatever it's just like again more salty pork byproduct I, I think Scrapple, so. I think Scrapple, I, I think it's more tied to, like you said, the Dutch or the German yeah. have different variations on it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like yeah. there's like an Amish and Mennonite out, out in, um, in Ohio, right? Like that's, yeah. I feel like it's kind of yeah. like, it goes around with that. It, it kind of looks like, uh, uh, what's the stuff in, in Scotland? Haggis. Oh, haggis. It kind of looks like haggis. haggis. It's completely different, but it, yeah. it kind of looks yeah. like it when you see a picture of it. Yeah. I, Scrapple is like one of these things where I was just like, I'm, de- I'm not eating scrap. I draw the line. Pork roll, I'm eating pork roll. I'm definitely, I scrapple, I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I can't do it. The, the Cincinnati one's Geta, which is. Geta, yes. Like the same. I, I, I think it's pretty much the same thing where it's just like pork scraps and, you know. Binder. <laughs> Binder. Yeah, stuff to yeah. hold it together. And you, My you, dad loves Geta. Yeah, you just fry it up and serve it with breakfast. Yeah. I still want somebody listening. I, I need to know from what I'm I don't know the difference between a pork roll and spam. Is I know, it just I'm, spam is sold in like a can? Well, spam is definitely in a can, right? And pork roll is not. Pork roll is like kind of in like, you know, like a case, like a, like if you would get like a full thing of salami or something like that and you pull the kind of like cloth thing down and slice it, right? Okay. Yeah. We should do a taste test. A taste test of spam versus pork roll. Spam versus pork roll versus like Canadian bacon, you know? Yeah. Spam versus pork roll. Oh God. Three differences between pork roll and pork spam. Uh, you know, is, is know. pork roll that's cooked, right? Like that's ready to eat out of the, out of the packaging. Oh, I don't know. I, I've, oh, I've never eaten it like that. <laughs> so I, I mean, just because you could, I don't know if you would. Okay. Um, oh, so, you know, I don't know. Somebody says that, Pork roll is New Jersey's version of spam, hmm. but there's no chunks, right? Spam has like weird little, like if you cut the spam, it's not like all uniform in color and stuff. Like think of like a mortadella or something. Like it has like little yeah. specks of stuff in it. Okay. That's the pork roll is pretty uniform. Um, <laughs> well, and then like they've got the little cuts in them too, right? The little oh, well, notches. That, they don't. They don't come with the cuts in them. That's you put the notches in. 
so that it doesn't, because if you don't put the notches in and you try to fry that on the flat top, it just curls up, right? And okay. you want that nice, like, even char. So you, you notch it so that it lays flat gotcha. on, on the flat top. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> What's the, the prominent beer in New Jersey? Is there, is it just oh, God. standard fair American beer or is it, is there? Yeah. Well, there's like a gazillion million like craft breweries, obviously sure. that have popped up because that's like, it's popped up everywhere, but like um, much like uh, Pennsylvania and Eastern Pennsylvania in general, like Yingling was always like big down the shore and stuff like that. Right. Cause now Yingling's kind of everywhere, but before it was like just up here. Um, I don't think like, like I drink a lot of like super local beer. Like we have, um in mount holly there's a uh, brewery called spellbound they make some really good like a good peach ipa and um i I like copy shit so i drink all the ipa stuff um down in in burlington city there's third state um in cherry hill there's one called um is it oh god boardwalk um flying fish was like a bigger kind of craft beer that kind of took off um a long time you know a while ago that i would say that's like the that was like one of the bigger earlier craft brew things but then we drink a lot of like the the pa craft beer like victory nishamini mm-hmm. creek like it's it's like down here i feel like there's there's like like philly and south jersey are like very much especially south jersey that's like along the delaware river are very much the same place so we, i feel like we got to talk about the boss what oh what, yeah what, what's up with the boss Casey, you're a huge music. You're, you're into music. You're a musician. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on on Bruce? I mean, I mean gosh, but boss, overrated, underrated. Yeah, God, that's a great one. Overrated? No, I I I don't get it. I don't. I'm not. And this has like always been like I'm not like a huge Bruce fan. Like I've had the opportunity to go see him many many times. And I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like John, take somebody else who's gonna really like appreciate it. And it's like. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's just like my like contrarian nature for some like big music stuff that I've carried over from high school or, or what, but it's like, yeah, you know, I know the songs, I know the hits. I have no desire. Like I have no desire to go sit through like a three and a half hour Bruce Springsteen show though, ever. Like where I could sit through a three and a half hour Pearl Jam show. <laughs> so like, It's just too the- much like, like uh, almost myth, like a, a whole mythology around him. I don't know. I, I I really think it's my contrarian nature of just like everybody else freaking loves it. I'm not loving it. Like, no, <laughs> like, uh, and I just, I just don't feel that like nostalgia or like that, Oh, like, you know, like that a lot of other people my age or older would, um, we used to make a joke. It was like, you like, if you're a baseball beat writer, you must like Bruce Springsteen and like the Phil- uh, every Phillies beat writer was like obsessed <laughs> with Bruce Springsteen. And it just like, I, to me, and this is going to sound stupid, like to me, it just doesn't feel all that genuine all the time. But like, I also like, I'm just not a huge Bruce fan. He's fun. All right. He's who's fun. your favorite New Jersey born or New Jersey, you know, identifying uh, band, band, identifying or, band or musician? Yeah. So, I mean, I really love the Gaslight Anthem, which is, sounds freaking contrary because guess who they, they're, the biggest I was gonna say though. they sound Bruce like Bruce. Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, I'm not. It doesn't make sense, and there's no good reason for it, right? But like, I love Gaslight Anthem, right? I love <laughs> Thursday, like love Thursday. Um, I don't know, like it, it, it. Is, my is Bon Jovi? What about Bon yeah, Jovi? No. I, I mean, he. 
All right. So I loved Bon Jovi as a child, right? Like obsessed. Like I was like, had the pictured vinyl of like Slippery When Wet. I played You Give Love a Bad Name for like my third grade piano recital, right? So like I was all in. I had a, you know, Betamax tape because my dad was like sure that Betamax was going to totally went out over VHS. I had a Betamax of how to play rock and roll keyboards with David Bryan, a bunch of people. Like, it was like, they were like the best. And I never saw them, right? Like I never got to see Bon Jovi until like way later. And um, through New Jersey and then after New Jersey, it, it all, I could, it could be thrown off the bridge. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> but especially when he started to get into like, let's have a country type album. And like, I don't know, he's, let's play all the songs completely weird. <laughs> I saw him open the Prudential Center in Newark. That was like an interesting show because My Chemical Romance opened for Bon Jovi. And that was a very interesting crowd. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, he's fun. He's fun. I, I, I think maybe we do the overrated, underrated game with, with New Jersey bands. Because there oh, are, God, here we go. There are a lot. <laughs> I know. So we can assume that Bon Jovi is probably overrated, overrated at this point. Okay. I think at, at one point he was, they were rated and now they're overrated. What about the, what about the, uh, the former hip hop group, the Fugees? I do love Wyclef. <laughs> I do love, uh, no, they're probably properly rated. Well, that's kind of going against the game here. Oh, wait, I, well, I, th- I don't. Yeah. You gotta make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> eh. All right, Jonas Brothers. They're not underrated. Oh my God, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I didn't realize they were from New Jersey. They are, yeah. I'm going to say everybody's overrated, especially if they're mega popular. Because- Whitney Houston from New from Newark, uh, New Jersey. Yeah, Irvington, technically. I Irvington, think. okay. Yeah. I, I never knew that. <laughs> That's TC's yeah. girl, legit. Yeah, you, you better tread yeah. carefully. But the thing, I don't think Whitney's underrated. I, right like, i think she i think i think, she think she's be. underrated i think all of her late career shenanigans cast a pall over you know over her everybody kind of forgot about like just how freaking talented she was yeah i don't i just remember it's like growing up she was like the top the top top i mean everybody yeah. you know it's let's talk about more songs casey played for piano recitals like the, the greatest love of all was such a smash like <laughs> so um yeah, I guess maybe in her late... I don't know what she did in her late career. <laughs> this is where Casey She's went... She's a lot of drugs. Yeah, I got a little bleak. To, uh, <laughs> ...to punk rock land and stop paying attention to everything else. <laughs> uh, what about the Blues Travelers? Or, oh, or just Blues Traveler? Just Blues Traveler. I mean, they're probably underrated as, like, musicians, but I'm like, they're overrated because I don't ever want to hear Run Around ever again in my entire life. <laughs> I've heard John Popper's a lot, the lead singer. <laughs> He's a large human. <laughs> he's a large... Uh, what about Redman? He, no, he's not overrated. I feel like any <laughs> no, Redman, Redman, Method Man, all those. Well, that's like Staten Island, but um, no, he's not. He's not overrated. <laughs> uh, cool in the gang. Oh, uh, I think they're a little underrated because like they had more than just like celebration. That's all people really know about. Oh, that and Jungle Boogie, right? From <laughs> like, but I feel like. I feel like they probably had a lot of more, uh, a lot of more grooving hits that that people don't pay attention to. Yola Tango. Oh, they're definitely underrated. That's like Hoboken royalty up there. <laughs> like, but like you know, nine out of ten people are gonna know not know who the hell you're talking about. So. <laughs> Sinatra. I didn't realize he was. From oh Hoboken. yeah, he's from Hoboken. Yeah, he is from oh. Hoboken. 
yeah. he, can I say something? His music what? sucks. I, it's, I, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's absolutely awful. Well, here you get into that whole thing with the crooners. It's not like it's their music. They're, they didn't, they didn't write it. They don't play it. They just, they're just a voice singing it. Right. Well, it's yeah, like, but why did anybody him, ever think that was good or why do they still think that's I, good? It's, I don't know. I get upset. I hate it. I get upset. I like like the little the era right before that, like with the swing bands and like the the, the stuff like yeah. that, like a little more pep in the step. But like we get into like kind of like what I'll call like the easy listening, like fifties music, and it's like, hey. But yeah. you know, Frank, Frank is a uh, he's a uh, he's probably over. Nah, I don't know. I mean, you you can't speak ill of him in Hoboken. I think you know? I, I think <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you're gonna have to watch the back. I'd be very confident saying as a musician, he's overrated. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. His acting wasn't terrible, I guess, and stuff. But, you know, I'd take all this over over Frank any day. <laughs> who who are your New Jersey aside? What, like, what, it, I don't want to ask you what your favorite, but, like, what what are some of the, your your favorite bands to go see? Or what, what are some of the best concerts you've been to? Oh, God. Does it have to be Jersey related? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, anything. okay. I mean, there's like a list of bands that I will go see no matter what all the time. Right. And it's, and it's always great. And it's like Pearl Jam's the top of the list. Um, Spoon, you know, uh, old 97s, you know, it used to be back in the day, like no doubt. I was like a freaking no doubt, insane fangirl, like obsessed with Gwen Stefani. So it was like no doubt specifically would not miss if they ever reunite. Like I would be like, uh, where's the vip I'll pay all the money i will go to that show <laughs> type thing um weezer i've seen like eight thousand million times and it's kind of like they've done this whole like 180 of like where they were so big in the 90s and then it was like they never really got not big but they've completely like like their audience stays the same age you know like we people get older but like they always somehow are able to bring in younger there's always younger people who know all the songs there too and i don't know if that's just a thing of like people my age or older who have kids you remember it and they all play it but like they they seem to like still have that pop sensibility where they used to be just purely alternative right so i think that's a weird one and, and like as much as like john will roll his eyes sometimes so like oh my gosh here we go weezer's coming around i'm like we're going i'm going to weezer i'm always going to weezer i love them so <laughs> it's kind of a good show I don't guys know. i gotta run um i gotta go pick up freddie from school but uh, I have one. I have one question for you. Have you ever been to Diggerland? Oh my god! No, I'm waiting till my nephew is like prime age, which is like he's turning five now. And I'm like, now I think it's a great time to go to Diggerland. But you have to be very careful with how you say that word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was not familiar with with this place. And uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's right down the road. It's like twenty bunch of uh, bunch of you know, <laughs> bulldozers and dump trucks and excavators and everything. Uh, I need to take Freddie and Gus there. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I, uh, it's hard to go. I think if you're just an adult, right? So it's yeah. kind of like being the adult at Chuck E. G. It's like, why are you here? But um, I'm, that's that's on my list of like COVID kind of under control and my nephew is now kind of old enough that I think he will let it will blow his mind. So that's, yeah. uh, that's probably right. next summer. <laughs> well, good stuff. You guys, you guys stay with it, but sorry to have to bounce early. All right. Get out of here, Tron. We'll, we'll finish Bye, without Tron. you. All right. See you guys. Uh, Casey, I won't keep you much longer, but I oh, do want to, I, I do want to 
I, I don't think we really covered it, but where does your passion for music come from? What talk about your experiences working in and around uh, music? Well, I mean, I just I grew up with music. My dad was always in bands, um, and like we we just had a very musical household. Like my brother and I both played instruments from like a very early age, and it was like I don't know, it was just like the thing we did, and that kind of got me in. And my dad was really into music and my mom was really into music and they were into different kinds of music, but we always had it around. Like we were always going like, you know, in Philly, if there was a free thing in Philly and there was bands, it didn't matter who the bands were. It's like, we're going and we're going to see whatever band is playing. And, um, and I just, I just have been, I don't know, exposed to a lot of good music at a young age. Um, like I remember like, you know, when Van Halen, not 1984 came out, and like hearing like jump like on the synthesizer and that was like a thing of like figuring out how to play that right away like with my dad and so i think my mute and then i played like a gazillion instruments all through middle school high school and i was in every band and vocal thing you could do like in, in middle <laughs> school high school and i you know and i was in like punk bands and stuff with my brother so it was like i don't know it was just like i've just always been around and uh, which made me go into music um, you, basically you, i had to go to school i had to pick something to go to school for <laughs> right were you a disc jockey at any time i was and in but school that's like in in college yeah as a byproduct of casey being smart and not going to school for like music education <laughs> i can say what else can we do with music that like might have a viable uh, and end game right so yeah i dj college radio i dj in philadelphia i dj in vermont <laughs> albany <laughs> What, what's that? What, what's that like? I, I mean, I, how long were your monologues between songs? Did you, you know, were you, did, no. were you feeling like 30 seconds at a time? Like what, what's that I like? Mean, it depends. It's like, you know, radio is like, there's different kinds of radio, right? So commercial radio is very like, here's the songs you have to play. You're not picking anything. Okay. And it's like, it's like you have maybe four or five breaks an hour where you talk, but like, Oh, and this break, you have to hit, you have to hit promo A. So you got like a binder of like, where's promo A? And it's like, all right, we got to work all this promo A stuff into whatever I'm talking about this time. And like, oh, in this break, we got to do the weather. Oh, in this break, it's in the morning. So we got to get the freaking uh, traffic dude on, you know? <laughs> so like, like there's not a whole lot in like straight up commercial radio where you get to like meander, right? But then there's like non-commercial radio. And that's a little more like, about music and like Lucy Goosey. So I, I, um, I did some, uh, some shifts and, and I did some like the vocal non-com, the Penn station, actually WXPN. Uh, they had an HD two feed for a while. So when I first moved back to South Jersey, I did, I did shifts on their um, HD two feed. And that was like a little more like, Hey, you know, here's three slots now where you can play like anything from the library. And you're like, yay. And like, you had like a little bit of liberty to like do stories and stuff like that and really talk about your passion for the music and not just like, Hey, come on down to like, you know, so-and-so's Ford dealership where, you know, we'll throw some t-shirts out and you can buy a new car. You know, like so. so did you even get to pick when you were doing commercial radio, did you even get to pick what order the songs were played in? Or was it like, here's the lineup? Oh, no. There's a lineup. There's a program director who programs that. Okay. So, uh, you know, and like songs are like in, in categories, right? So it's like your heavy rotation songs, your, your medium rotation, your light rotation, your, your new stuff. 
your recurrence, your goal, like, and there's, uh, and then, so it's like a giant algorithm, right? And then everything's coded and you let the, you let the software run its thing. But then it does take a little bit of a human touch, like a, a good program director will go through that and they will move stuff around and change songs out so that there's not like super jarring, like segues and stuff, right? Like, yeah. and just try to make it so that it's a good flow and it's a good bend. But, you know, in commercial radio, there's all this stuff too about like, you know, artist separation, which if you listen to a top 40 station is like non-existent because you're like, didn't I just hear like Justin uh-huh. Bieber last hour? Yes, you did. There's no artist separation. But on like a more alternative station, you might not hear the same artist more than every three hours, right? So yeah, uh, but it's, you don't really get a in straight up commercial radio that I've ever worked in. It's like, here's your list. Go, go, go. Now, sometimes there'll be specialty shows. And if you got to do a specialty show, you get to like pick your stuff, but. Yeah. And do you play in a band currently? No, no. Okay. No, I, no time, no time for bands anymore. I, uh, I feel bad. I haven't like somebody asked me like, Oh, do you still play your guitar? And I'm like, well, I look at it. I look at it, but I, you know, I play golf now. <laughs> I play golf now. <laughs> How have you found the South New Jersey golf scene compared to the Northern New Jersey golf scene? Were you playing oh, golf? At, at both times? Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I've been playing golf in some sort of form since I was like a kid, but like, I was okay. always just par three. So I bought clubs when I lived in Vermont, John bought me uh, a set of clubs from a local sporting goods store. But so when I moved to North Jersey, I was like, just getting into like, let's go play golf, like a real, like a non par three golf course. Like I'm, I think we're ready. And um, God, golf in North Jersey is just hard because it's like so many private clubs and the, and the, um, like where we lived in Hudson County, didn't have any like uh, municipal courses. Essex County had all the, um, like the kind of count County courses. And so you either, had, if you wanted to make a tea time, like in advance, you had to know somebody who lived in that County who could like make you a tea time. Otherwise you got like last ribs of whatever's left. So we started, I started playing up there you know, every now and then, but if we really wanted to play, we'd either come home to Pennsylvania and play with my dad. Cause there's like 8,000 million public courses out in PA, or we'd go up to Rockland County, New York, where John was from, where it was like the same thing. Like we had a bunch of different courses that we could play up there. Um, you know, we, I didn't have any like hookups with any like Montclair, like any yeah. fancy courses up there. So, so it was just, you know, Bayonne not getting on that, you know? So, um, so then when we moved to South Jersey, it's, South Jersey has a lot more um, like public courses, not, not, not necessarily like municipal, but public, right? Like Mercer County down here has pretty good municipal courses, but of course I don't live in Mercer County. So even playing them, it's like, I have to pay the higher rate. right? I don't get the first dibs on few times. So down here, it was kind of like, you just had a bunch of like public access courses and they are fine. Right. And they're great. And there's a million of them. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was just tired of six hour rounds and like, you know, driving all over Tarnation to like figure out like what tea time can we get? And it's like, you know, you, you go on and it's like, you have, you can play down the shore or you can play out in, in PA and it's like all within an hour and 10 minute drive. But I finally was playing so much that I was like, I just need to join a club. So I joined, I joined um, golf club that is in a mile from my house that we drove by every freaking day for like a million years right and then i finally we just went in and i was like how do i sign up for this golf because i just need to play the golf that's like right at my house and uh this is our fourth our, my fourth season of private golf in new jersey ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh all right final thing i want to ask you about you went to the Shoprite last week the lpga I event did. out we went uh, on Sunday. 
Yeah. How, how was that? Oh my God. It was so fun. Um, I had never been to LPGA event. Um, every year the shop right comes, people would have tickets, you know, because shop is a big deal. Uh, like one of the girls I play golf with, like her family owns a shop, right? So it's like, but they would always be going on like the Wednesday or the Thursday for the pro-am or the Friday. And I'm like, I have to work. I, I'm, you know, like I can't just take off and go. So um, this year it worked out that we could go. So that was great. So I've been to a bunch of PGA events. And so this was nice to finally go to an LPGA event. And like, I think um, John and I are both like, yes, but we don't need to go to a PGA event ever again. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's I mean, uh, like we'll go. And we say yeah. that, and we're like, you know, we're we're going to like a bunch next year. But like, um, it was just so nice to like just get there. It's like we got there right as like the last two groups were teeing off the the first tee yesterday. It's like we walked in. I walk right up to the freaking rope, and it's like, oh, here's Indy Park, like four mm-hmm. feet in front of me. You know, so like it's just so nice to have room and just be able to like follow and like hear stuff and like yeah not not be like like no i think i only heard one dude yell like yeah, no like the whole day so like that was nice we felt like we followed uh madeline around for like 12 holes so that was fun um it's just it was just really nice <laughs> well i think I, I i think i'm hopeful and i i think the founders cup will remain uh i i hope it will remain at in new in, jersey and, and in hopefully jersey, at mountain yeah. ridge Cause yeah. that would be a course I would tell you, especially this time of year, it's gotta be just gorgeous oh, yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would never, I, I don't think I would tell listeners not to go to a PGA event, but I just, no, if, if you mean, have a chance, have, it's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but along your lines, like if, if you want a relaxed atmosphere where you can get up close and see a lot of golf and it's just a lot more comfortable, I think uh, you have to, please go to an LPJ event uh, if it's in your area. And in, oh, it's so good. Yeah, if you happen yeah. to be in northern New Jersey or around the New York area, I, I just, I'm so excited for the event this weekend at, at Mountain Ridge. I, I think the course is going to look spectacular. It's a great golf course. Um, it'll be a really good field. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. hell, I'm going to watch on TV. I think it's going to look great on TV. So No, it's it's good. I'm, you know, I'm going up to North Jersey on Saturday to play in the, uh, the New York uh, Metro I always say the rad GG. <laughs> I can't even say it anymore. The, the, the oh, rad sure. guys up in North Jersey. Yeah, the R-A-C-D-G, 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 I think. Yeah, I'm just really bad. I'm like dyslexic and I'm really bad with like. It's a lot of letters. Yeah. Abbreviations. But yeah, I'm going to go play in their season ending tournament on Saturday. But like it depends because I think our tea time started at 11. So then I'm like, oh, if I do a later tea time, I might be able to swing on over to mountain yeah. ridge in the morning and then, and then head on over to the oranges. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how the cookie crumbles there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you can make it over there. Uh, Casey, I, I hope you play well in your event this weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. This I know we, we usually <laughs> joke that, you know, we've, we've entirely covered every possible thing from New Jersey, but I, New Jersey is so fascinating. We, I look forward to, I, I just feel like there's so much to dive into. So this was a great first foray into New Jersey. And I thank New you Jersey. for that. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. Yeah.
nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Who 